Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know how you know that people are never really, um, don't really have humility, right? Is when you insult them, you see what kinds of like comebacks they come with. Mm. Like you then I'm giving you It's Kanye crazy <laughs> <laughs> This is your daily catch up Oh shit I did it <laughs> You're not looking crazy Oh this one uh, yeah. My energy even better <laughs> Okay So I guess I'm the host today Huh <laughs> Yeah Yay. Yay! That's the hint for the topic of today. Because <laughs> we're going to be Ye. talking about Mr. Previously known as Kanye West, oh, Mr. Ye. Right. Wait, he changed his name? Ye. Ye. Not, <laughs> Ye. Jesus. Why not Ye? Ye. Ye. Because Ye. Because it's Kanye, ma, not Kanye. Ma. Then why is it called Yeezys? Because it's Y-E, not Y-E. Oh. Yeah, I think you don't try. Why are you here? Actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hey, we have Donovan today as well. Hi, Donovan! Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Have you all heard anything about him recently? Yes. Yes. A what? lot. He He's an abusive ex-husband. The Adidas dropped him. Apparently for anti-Semitic comments. So basically, what's been happening is that he has recently tweeted out anti-Semitic uh, tweet. Mm. Okay? <laughs> so he said, death con, not death con, uh, death con three to... Ju- Wait, sorry. <laughs> Learning to be See how hard is it to be a <laughs> I never read Okay So He essentially Tweeted Where are actually <laughs> <laughs> So very long never Ah okay I found it Okay On October 9th Mr. West goes on Twitter And he says Death con 3 On Jewish people This what? is A few Days or, or A little short time period After right Um he wore the White Lives Matter right. t-shirt to the fashion new fashion week thing, right? His fashion week. Uh. Yeah, Paris uh. fashion week. So basically, since his Kim Kim and Kim like split and that big hoo-ha, right? He's been doing a bunch of stuff and then like, like stunts. Uh. Uh, a bunch of stunts. And then he's been like, I think he Is this how to get attention from your ex? <laughs> I don't know why is it like, right? But so people have claimed that he like, oh, he got like multiple personality disorder, all this kind of shit, right? So, the reason why I even want to talk about this, first of all, is because, okay lah, in terms of anti-Semitism, right, I don't think it's very relatable for us to talk about. But I think it's very scary because when you're a person of such influence, right, you saying anything, especially something like this, is very dangerous. It mobilizes them lah. It does. So, globally, if I'm not wrong, or actually in US also, right, neo, are they neo-Nazis? White supremacists and all this, right? They have started to act up they've been become more vocal, they've become, like, people are making noise now. Mm. As somebody of that level of influence and, uh, like, power, what do you think about the tweet? Kanye being Kanye. What does it even mean? What, what does death con... Like, is that like a... Like a it's like Holocaust. Street. Right. Death <gasps> convention. Right. Okay, okay, okay. But I mean, it's death con tree. Like the... What's tree? Oh, it's like when we had the COVID, death con orange, oh, death, death con. con. Oh. Right. But he, but he misspelled it as death. 
con. Right. Yeah. Deliberately lah. Yeah. Mm. It is, I mean, on one hand, it is quite Kanye versus being Kanye. Well, what is his resentment? So, um, how, how he goes on to explain it, right, is that he feels like he has been fucked by people in power in various industries, specifically the music industry, right? And, he's, and he, he claims that all his encounters with people in positions of power have been Jewish. Mm-hmm. Hence, his statement. But, and, and, and his argument is that because every encounter he has had is with Jewish people, hence... To him, saying there's nothing wrong in saying that. And he's calling that out. Yeah. So that's why he just said Jewish people. But it's hate speech though, no? As in to generalise all of them like that and say that. Yeah, like why couldn't he have just said what he said after? You know what I mean? So he does say that it was like he was sleepy when he tweeted it out. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, is it okay to, to like cheat on your girlfriend if you're drunk? But he's standing by it though. Huh? By death by country? By what he's saying because he feels that there's a possibility that the Jewish people are controlling so much of these things. And so, even though he makes a statement like that and he's making noise, right, he's trying to bring attention to something. And so, from the beginning, how he established it is that from one engineer to another, we are trying to figure out what is the engineering solution for some of the issues that he feel are present in society. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so one of these is when an industry is seemingly like that where people in positions of power maybe they are colluding because they're from the same group right how what do you do what can you do is it not so interesting or ironic that Kanye is saying that he's being oppressed by people who are in positions of power when he's in a position of power he's in such a great position of power like but I think like something that so Casey Neistat actually has just made a response video to this right there's a term that he used which I think is the perfect way to describe it it's a dog whistle Mm. so to some of us, right, probably all of us here, like hearing what he said, we straight away go like, oh, he's so ignorant, that's so stupid. We almost like laugh it off, oh, Kanye being Kanye, right? But then to the other half of people, they are like the neo-Nazis, they are the white supremacists, right? They are taking it and like saying like, this is like almost like a backup or like this is ammo for me, this validates how I feel and yeah. therefore I can go out and like spread this, like yeah. spread my hate speech or whatever. What's scary is that it may not just be a dog whistle, it could be a war cry for them to start actually like acting up. Like I think what's interesting is that I keep recalling an interview that I saw of Kanye when he was still somewhat normal and I use that word quite loosely. 10 years ago, this was before he was like seen as this like Visionary unstable Jesus. person, right? <laughs> yeah. So like 10 years ago, I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel and he had quite a meltdown because he kept talking about how everybody in every single industry that he's trying to break into, right? Keeps telling him to stay in his lane. Like he, he managed to be in the music industry and that's fine. He had to do it out of his own merit but he feels like he's an artist beyond just music. He wants to go into the fashion industry, for example. Everyone just keeps telling him, no, you won't make it. Don't like, try to find partners, cannot make it. He tries to go into all these different like, uh, uh, industries that is not music and he keeps getting shut down. That It's not hard to see how he's, he's one step ahead of everyone else. It's just that the execution sucks. And that I can see some merit in that he's trying to, he's trying to put some spotlight on maybe how he's being controlled. Um, I think there was another tweet also that he said after sending that was that see see how the Jewish media is controlling me or something along those lines. And like, I, I can see that it, it's not out of ignorance that he's doing it. I think there is a play here. It's just that there's a lot of cost to it also. Lah. Um, and I don't know whether he, he fully thought through the cost of it. I like, don't really understand his like execution for his thoughts. It's shock advertising. It's like, he'll just say this kind of like, 
short sentences which shocks everybody and then he wants people to go and like find the answer to what he's trying to advocate for. Mm. So he shocks everybody and then he don't tell anybody you like the meaning and then you have to go decode it, go find it in some people's podcast. Find it. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's like, like it's like he's trying to make him like so he, he's just trying to get clout la, in my perspective. But like, is that not what makes like, him an artist? Like, is this not what art is? Enigma. Being an enigma. It's like throwing tomato juice on a Van Gogh painting. They're saying food shortage! Yeah. I remember he said something like, he referenced like the Da Vinci Code or something like that. And then like, he's trying to be something like that. Like, make people decode what he's trying to say. That's what people with uh, low intelligence say. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> no, I mean like, Kanye is a super, super talented artist. There's no doubt about that. But almost everything he says is just rubbish. Everything everything he says outside of like music, right? It's just complete nonsense. <laughs> in my opinion. So you're being like all his other enemies that he says he's trying to put him down for any other industry except Are you music. Jewish? <laughs> he's playing to the stereotype, right? That like the Jewish people control all the pillars of power in society, the media, the banks, etc. And it's true that people in a lot of positions of power, right? They are Jewish. And that's like kind of like a white supremacist thing, right? They, they think like the Jewish people are like uh, controlling them and Aryan blood is better and that's why when he said these things all the white supremacists were started to like uh, rally behind him right yeah so he argues that history is first of all distorted right because if even now when we produce something or we write something or we are saying something in media it's already reinterpreted it's subject by an individual it's com- yeah. extremely yeah. so and yeah that extrapolated right is is that the right word? <laughs> but it's, it's so off of what the truth is, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. So because of that and because of the narratives that have been created, obviously like we talk about like, for example, um, history is written by the victors and I can't think of so, right? Hence, right, he's trying to justify that. Don't care about the history. Instead, focus on the present, focus on now and try to solve the problems that exist today. Yeah. So one of the comparisons that I think he brought forth was of the Holocaust. And he basically says that we should be focusing on the Holocaust of today. And what he claims is the Holocaust of today is... Why are we clapping? Haven't you felt like there was something missing in your life? Yes! Haven't you felt like the 11-11 mega sale would be so much better with 20% cashback? Exactly! You never have to feel like that anymore. Wait, is this another ad? Yes, but... No choice. You know why? Is it the mega sale to good ready? This 11.11, shop on Lenovo through Shopback to get up to 20% cashback on selected laptops. And enjoy same-day delivery and free shipping on all orders. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why are we clapping? My arm is setting. (laughs) I ran the first. Wait, wait, wait. Planned Parenthood. He calls it Planned Parenthood and how he claims uh, 50% of black deaths, right, are caused by abortions. In America. I think so, yeah, in America. Mm. <clears throat> oh, this is quite heavy for a daily catch-up. <laughs> I thought this, you said this was about Doc Hawk's sing-song. <laughs> no, because, right, I think, I think a lot of what he's talking about is that at the same time, like, this is something that I also believe, okay, 
he believes that he is a visionary and there are few people who are visionaries in this world who are actually acting upon and trying to make change, right? Like so, Elon. Correct. Like he always like lists Elon and, and a few others, right? But who is actually doing this, right? And then on top of that, you have the actual media who are controlled and are trying to also craft their own narratives and have their own agendas. Mm. And the reason why he wanted to, like he did this podcast also, if I believe, uh, is because he's trying to, let's declutter, let's not look at all these existing narratives, let's focus on the real problems and see if we can come up with real solutions. Yeah, but yeah. it just feels as though the execution is confusing more than actually shedding a light. Because like, I mean, I, I think a, a very clear way of doing it would have been like what Elon Musk did. So like, when Elon Musk, I think, said something that was quite anti the Democratic Party in, in America, right? Suddenly, a lot of target hit pieces all started coming out about him cheating on his like, uh, him sleeping with like someone in his workplace and whatever. All those stories all started coming out, right? Literally a week after he said something that was kind of against the, the Democratic Party mm. in uh, America. And then after all that happened, one week later, he said, See, this is what I mean. Like, to me, that's so clear. Okay, I get it. You're critiquing the media and how politics is being played and it's so clear-cut. Whereas, like, with Kanye, it's like, it's so hard to understand. At the end of the day, it could literally just be an accident that he, he like, tweeted those things. <laughs> or he could have been on meds or he could have been on, like, you know, like, all these different, like, like uh, influencers or, like, uh, intoxicator or whatnot. So, it's like, it's so hard to really interpret what he means and I feel like he's the, the success, the ROI on like what he's trying to execute is quite low. Yeah. So the credibility in his words is the problem because of like boy who cried wolf situation. Mm, yeah, or the ambiguity to begin with. Right. And right. it happens a lot of times. What? Like this is not the first time he accidentally tweeted or posted something and then he retracted and said, oh sorry, I was like doing this. I wasn't in my right mind or something like that. I feel like, I mean like specifically to the Planned Parenthood example, mm. right? I can see why he said it, but it's wrong. <laughs> it's like that, but it makes no sense. Because like, it makes me wonder whether he actually understands what is the deeper underlying problems, right, when it comes to these issues. Mm. And I think that can apply to a lot of the things that he has spoken out about and gotten flagged for. Right. Yeah. I think he's just an outrage actor, honestly. You know, the Planned Parenthood <laughs> point, right? So let me, let me, let me provide some colour, right? The, he has been he has been very like very anti show. he has been very anti like liberal right very anti left uh, ever since he started wading into politics and Hollywood mm. is famously leaning heavily left mm. so he how do you gain out how do you get outrage you say something that provokes the, your people your, your Hollywood and the Planned Parenthood point right is a conservative talking point it's a Republican talking point right mm. um I don't know whether the fifty percent statistic is true, mm. but they essentially—I mean, these guys are like against abortion, against government subsidizing abortion. So they they spin out all these stories about Planned Parenthood, and if you follow like politics, especially the Republicans, right? They say these things all the time, but then because it's like a very successful person in Hollywood saying it, suddenly it becomes all that more uh, unspeakable. It becomes all that more like, how dare you do that, mm. right? But on that note, right, like if we are talking about like who writes history or who controls media and then like if we say that the right are sp spinning these narratives about Planned Parenthood is, is the oppos it's the opposite, right? Not just what the left is spinning. Like then where do I look for the, like where can I like find the facts or like find, like how can I then shape my opinions if everything that is coming out in media, right, is just how one party wants to spin the narrative. Yeah, surprise, surprise. You actually have to do your homework, right? 
I mean, you know, it's such a it's such a cliche talking point, right? Everyone always says like, oh, don't don't believe whatever the media says. Uh, do your own homework, do your own research. Everyone says this at nauseum, right? But, but who my actually research does is that? the media. Like, it's still in. The, you know what I mean? Like my research is still to Google. Yeah. No, but, yeah. Yeah. but but the world is so complex. When if you try to study any single given issue, right? There are dozens of different variables to like try and like uh, link it back to, right? For example, you say that like so so the, the black he said what fifty percent of uh, abortions cause fifty percent of black deaths are caused by abortion. Yeah. Okay. Then you have to go and actually go and see right like why why are there so why is there such a high abortion rate? Yeah. Is it because like the welfare there is like uh, not enough? Is it mm. because the housing policy is wrong? Is it because you know some kind of like institutional uh, remnants of institutional slavery? There's so many variables you can study, but the media cannot possibly give you every single uh, variable, right? So what they do is they're selling stories, so they put out a new story and the truth is much more complex than that, obviously. Right. This, is, this just demonstrates the flaws of free speech and why government-controlled media actually has its pros. But at the but same time, <laughs> but at the same time, right? Like, if not for something like this, it may maybe no attention is being paid yeah. to real issues that are happening in the world, right? So mm. how do we like like I feel like these things need to happen, you know? Yeah, but, but this is are, assuming that he he could be a false visionary. He could think that he's more of a visionary than he actually is, and feels like this issue <coughs> of Planned Parenthood is the real problem when it's actually not. Like right. Yeah, like, I was just thinking like of all the examples he could have given if he really wanted to say what a modern Holocaust is, right? He says this. Like it was really completely thrown off. No, like like so I mean I agree with John, right? Like yeah, these things need to be voiced, these things need to happen, yeah. but they need to be voiced by people who know their shit in good faith. And Kanye is neither. But the problem this, is that people with who know their shit who are not known might not get hurt. Or or because it goes against the narratives of the powerful they get silenced. Hmm. Yeah, so typically, what will happen is that the researchers don't really get uh, read by the popular masses, right? And yeah. then, so what the job of the journalists, the media, to do is that they filter down these uh, data, evidence, etc. into like the mass media. But because the media cannot possibly study every single issue with so much nuance, what you need is a plurality of media outlets an open ecosystem, an open press ecosystem. So, like, the, the way I see it is that it's fine to have a Fox News as long as there is a CNN to counter them. Yeah, It's fine to have biased people as long as there is people who are willing to say that, oh, fuck you, you're wrong. And this here's why. And somehow or rather, it's that clash of opinion that sheds light. Um, is it though? Because yeah. the media is polarizing for the sake of views and entertainment and also forms a they distraction. Are, yeah. And if we talk about having the opposite, right? Then now we have these extreme examples of, of um, news that yeah. are just purely for entertainment. Yeah. But who is going to actually go and read the real shit about right. the real issues, which is the other opposite end? Yeah, so it's definitely not perfect, right? But then the way to think about this is you have to think compared to what? Compared right? to this, right? Like because the, we are arguing whether Kanye, what he is doing actually helps a cause. Obviously, yeah. his execution has caused problems, correct? So yes, it's horrible. But at the same time, right, if we don't have somebody like this, right, are we really just 
closing, turning a blind eye or really just being completely ignorant about a real issue. No, but the problem with that, right, is that I think, like going back to, to your point, Donovan, is that I think it creates too much division because the majority of people are just going to stick to the media that confirms mm. their own bias, right? And yeah. so just because you have a Fox News, the majority of Fox News viewers don't watch CNN. The majority mm. of CNN viewers only watch Fox News to make fun of them. Exactly. Um, whereas if you look at a Singapore system where the media <laughs> is somewhat controlled, there is a body Somewhat? that decides what gets released to the people and not. And then there is a POFMA Act that basically gets imposed on you if you say something that is mm. deemed untruthful. That to me is the alternative. When you say compared to what? That yeah. is the, the viable alternative. Yeah, so so don't get me wrong, right? The polarizing media system in, 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 in the West right, is far from ideal. But then, right, you have to look at what the relevant comparison is. Let's let's not say Singapore, okay? I don't, don't want anyone here to lose their jobs. Okay, if you like this video, uh, comment yay below and also like the video. La. If you don't like, comment nay. Or don't, la, please. If or, you don't like, okay, yeah, the both. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> whenever just come you here, have like... <laughs> sabotage the channel. But let's look at China. Okay. China, you have a, really a singular press, right? And they really just... Is what the government wants them to say, or in any other authoritarian country, and then suddenly the the polarizing view, right, doesn't seem that uh, bad anymore. Because at least, yes, people fight all the fucking time, but at least you know there are people who are you can challenge the status quo, and that really is the point. Can you challenge the status quo? People always complain about like media polarization, which is a problem, yes, but you. The media polarization is only a symptom of a potential problem. So, right? Yeah. Yes, people are squabbling and fighting all the time, but then they are fighting over, like, let's say, controversial issues that have been previously neglected. Sure. Let, let's say, for example, right? Um, let's, let's use the Kanye example. He's complaining about, like, the media controlling and all that, right? Yeah. In a free press ecosystem like the US, there are people who can actually challenge that, right? He can challenge it on his Twitter, mm -hmm. right? Imagine before social media, you can create your own blog, you can create your own platforms to like. But when we is there not an imbalance of power? Because like say when someone like Kanye does it, right? I'll say in order to have a, sorry, like is Fox counter CNN, mm. right? They're of equal power in mm. a sense, like viewership or like influence. But then Kanye saying something, and then some other random like if I go and reply to him on Twitter, right? You're not an equal footing. Yeah, I'm not equal footing. So then does that counter opinion just like? not matter already because and the damage is so done. And furthermore, is there a, another level of power that's controlled? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Pulling this as well. There, there is definitely. Yeah, but it is gain, <laughs> it's getting less unequal. So before social media, right, if you look at the media landscape in, in the US, right, it's what they call the industrial mass media Mm. And all of the big news outlets, right, they are all licensed by the broadcasting yeah. uh, government. Mm. If you say the wrong thing, I'll revoke your license. So yeah. what do they have to do? They have to avoid a laundry list of items they can't say, can't talk about, right? Mm. And you look at the status quo today, 
social media, internet, all these previous powers, right? Uh, they're still there. They're still controlling things, but it's much less, uh, their influence is much less uh, strong. Someone democratized. Yeah. So I, I think, I think, Zooming out, right? It's it's a progress. It's progress. It's not perfect yet, but it's progress. So we go back to that, right? Don't you think back in the eighties or the seventies, where there were only like say four news outlets in America, and you get your news at seven p.m. every night, and that's it, and the morning paper. Mm. Didn't that feel like a better world than it is today, where there's just so many noise, there's so much noise that you can't even pinpoint what is correct and what is wrong. It feels like it, sure. It feels like it. So then if we look at the balance, again, I'm not saying that the China system is better in any sure. way, obviously, but like fewer media outlets is better. You had a Walter Concrete, like people saw him as the the voice of truth mm. telling you this is what's happening in the world right now and you listened. Like, mm. wasn't that a better system? I on, feel. On, on surface, it feels much better because it seems like people aren't really fighting. But I think the truth is that people aren't fighting because they don't even have the power to fight. There's no channel for you to voice your grievances. And and if you do voice it, you're probably going to get uh, persecuted like hell, right? So yeah. these people are just suffering in silence. Mm. So I, like, again, right, I think the squabbling, the polarization, which people are often rightly pointing to as a problem, that is just a symptom. But it doesn't actually tell you anything about the state of affairs in, in a society, right? Um, okay. And, and you know, there are, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to ramble on at this point, but then... Okay, then don't... You, you, no, no, it's, a, it's an important point. It's an important point. Like, if you look at... If you study media studies, right, there are a lot of these, like, studies that try to measure how um, well-informed people are. If you if you believe, like, the, the popular story, they will tell you that, oh, social media echo chambers, people are only reading what they want to read, and they don't know anything about the opposing side. But that's not true at all because with social media, yes, people are still in their echo chambers, but the echo chambers are much smaller and the walls of the echo chamber are much thinner than compared to the past. Yeah. So the example I like to use is, you think about like the cab driver in 80s Singapore. He has no social media. All he has is the Straits Times, Lianhe Zaopao and whatever other newspapers he have. And all these newspapers that he's getting his worldview from, right? is basically what the establishment wants you to hear. They might throw in like one small column once in a while about like the death penalty, like all these marginalized issues, but that's their general worldview. Yep. Now who's going to say that the echo chamber is uh, uh, stronger than the ones today? You know, today, the fact that we even know what the polarizing issues are, we know what the other people think is, is a sign of progress really. The echo chambers are so much smaller. And, and, and there are a variety of ways they try to measure that, right? One, one, one example, right, is they look at like um, media aggregators. You, you guys use like Google News, sure. right? Yeah. So what they do is they, they study like thousands of like uh, browser histories of, of average Americans. And oh. then they look at the kinds of stories that are being fed to the average American. And what they do find is that the average news diet of the average American is actually a lot more diverse than we think. Right, okay. They get like stuff from left wing, from the right wing. And yes, they might still persist in like their, their echo chambers, right? Maybe if they are right winger, if they are white supremacists, they go to Breitbart. But in the long span of history, right? The echo chambers today are much, much, much thinner. Interesting. It, it, just, it just seems like the problem yeah. is getting worse because now we see it on Facebook, we see it on Twitter. And then it's like, 
oh, this is so much polarization, so much people fighting. As I was studying like how to analyze like content, right? I, uh, there was a analytic, there was a graph that was brought up that shows that most a majority of the people that comment are from the extreme ends of mm. your viewers, and so that is the conversation that you see. But the majority, which forms the median viewer, mm. they they don't really comment that much, or they don't express as much. So you have to be careful of in terms of when we are creating content a lot of times, right? Is who are you feeding to? Because you you know this is your actually your core audience, right? Even mm. though they may be a bit quieter. Mm. And, they, and they look different from what you actually see on socials. Yeah. So I think that's the first component. The second one is actually with reference to what we were talking about slightly earlier, right? Where, where like, we are looking at the big picture and we're trying to see like, what is the problem or how do we even resolve it? And people feel silenced, correct? <coughs> or they feel like they don't have mm. a, an ability to express and talk back or, or enact mm. change. And so right now, Star Wars, Endor, this series, right? I think the Vegas premise, I might butcher this, uh, but the, 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 the premise and the idea that I'm getting from it is that... Wait, this is a new Star Wars movie? It's a new TV series. So oh, okay. good. Quite good, quite good, quite good. The, the idea is it, that the, the rebellion, right? The rebels haven't formed yet. So okay. the, the full-on war with the Empire hasn't started yet. But the Empire is in control, right? Right. And so, there are small players that are trying to cause like they're, they're trying to do little, little things here and there, like yeah. blow up a ship and do whatever, right? In order to do what? They're trying to actually get the Empire to clamp down even harder on its people across the galaxy. Not just people, but aliens and all. Very inclusive show. I got you because I'm the host today. So I have to say that. And it's through that, right? Where the people are so fucked, right? To the point, right? That everybody will unite mm. and rebel. So I found it very interesting that that is a requisite almost right or the mm. first step that is required Wait, so, so obviously if, this is if, fiction if I understand you correctly the premise is let's fuck things up harder so that we can let's make fuck with the better. empire so they, they are even harsher on the people which makes them right. really fucking feel it to the point they cannot stand it and therefore they rebel so <laughs> the people were on the fence will now really pick a side and, 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 and these people they are the protagonists of the show uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're position as so, a so the, the good guys are the ones that are trying to fuck things up harder yes but it's it's that idea that I find very fascinating because right. because if I was a person in power today, mm. right? Say I'm one of the people that controls this part of this fucking world, be it whatever industry or specific, right? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try and make my power last for as long as possible and keep growing, correct? Mm. The only way for me to do this is to make sure that we retain status quo, because if things change, mm. it might fuck with my power, it might fuck with my wealth and everything mm. like that. So it's just a matter of how long can we accept the status quo of our society today mm. all right, until to the point where it breaks and then like a war happens or whatever the fuck happens and then that changes, right? Yeah. But as of right now, I think given the disparity between your 1% and the masses and all this kind of thing, right? And with the power of media that's so heavily and obviously controlled even more so now, I think it's going to be a lot harder to get to that point yeah. where there's going to be a a change, you know, where change happens. I mean, I'm kind of on Donovan's side when he asked like, and these people are the protagonists mm. because it is like, they are a minority, clearly, right, that want this change and in order to achieve their personal agenda, right, they have not, I mean, their way of execution is to make everyone suffer as much as they feel like they've suffered in order to rise up. Maybe not suffer to the point they've suffered, it's just that they are able to see because people are too used to the status quo already that they don't see that actually they are suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe what you actually need are agents of chaos. 
to like disrupt the status quo. Is that what they call themselves? No, Cassian Endor is his name. Yeah. <laughs> the other the other theory I may have right is that Kanye West is going to war. This is bringing up Game of Thrones now. Different show. Oh, yeah, Game nice. of Thrones. Crossover. But, Star right? Wars throne. But so he wants to go to war against all these people that have wronged him. Right? Yeah. All the all the people in power. But in order to do so, he needs to amass an army. Uh, and who mm. is the biggest enemies to them? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. AVP, Alien vs Predator. Mm. And so he looks at the, the super right-wing neo-Nazis and goes, white life matters. Now I'm they're on my side. I have an army. And so then he can create more noise with people. <laughs> decoded. <laughs> Kanye decoded. So the conversation actually really just kept trying to... He kept trying to bring it back to how can we engineer a solution for the problem that exists today? And if he's calling out the media industry for being, uh, for, for the people on top colluding and doing all these kind of things, right? Then what is a solution? And, and so when he asked uh, the, the, the interviewer, right, Lex, right? The Lex's first answer was, I think quite interesting, lah, is that you shouldn't call out the group because you are grouping them, mm, you are, yeah, all you are doing is spreading hate. Yeah. Instead, what you should be doing is with the power you have, Call out the individuals. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Or later on in the in the in the podcast, right? He he suggested that like create your own thing, mm. start your own thing and make it bigger and stronger and whatever than the other. Like your own media group in, mm. in the sense, like. Yeah. I just want to point out the irony that Kanye is complaining about this on Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you you in some. I mean, I'm sure I I'm sure he's right in some sense. Yes, there are people trying to control and like uh, restrain him. Which is the reality of life. Everyone is to some extent, but you're on Twitter, you have your voice, right? There's this very famous interview of Kanye, right, from a couple of years back. He was with this uh, hip hop DJ called Sway. Uh, and Look at you. This guy who tank clan. I'm actually a huge hip hop hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but then in the interview, right, he was just like, as usual, going on one of his rants. And y'all should look this up. It's, it's hilarious. It's really hilarious, right? So. In essence, what he was ranting about, right, is that I do music, but when I go and do fashion, I fall out of the music industry. I lose my traction. I lose my hype. And I can't do both at the same time. Mm. And then he he sort of like spin this into some like rant about how the industry is against him because he can't do wow. both at the same time, which is completely ridiculous, right? Obviously, if you do one thing, you can't do the other. And and then he 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 just went he just started shouting to to, to like the other the, the interviewer Sway right he's like you ain't got the answers you ain't got the answers and he just kept shouting and and, yeah. and he's essentially what is he what is his grievance is that he's basically complaining that he can't have everything yeah. well duh we can't all have everything right like a kid yeah he's just exactly he's like a he's like an outrage actor and he's like a kid right mm. yeah okay so right. A lot of the discussion we've had, right, um, regarding just him alone, right, is very focused on who he is as an individual and not about maybe like the idea that he's picking at, mm. right? And I think that is something that he keeps <clears throat> bringing up as a frustration because he keeps saying that like, why are we talking about all this? Because there's a possibility that yes, if he does something, the media will manipulate it and get you to focus on another problem instead instead of focusing on what he's really trying to get at. So, the way they do this is if he posts a crazy tweet, okay, or he posts a tweet that brings your attention to, for example, Jewish controlled media, right? Instead, right, what people will post about is that, oh, he's off his meds again. Mm. You know, they will try to link it to something else, but <laughs> instead of focusing on the actual problem that he has, he's trying to bring to the, 
to our attention. La. But the problem is that nobody knows what is the actual problem that he's trying to get at. So why doesn't he just tweet properly? Great. So 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 right now, since we know, right, then know what? How do we focus <laughs> on the problem? <laughs> the problem, what? the actual issue. <laughs> oh. you see, it's unreasonable for Kanye to expect people to behave normally to him when he's not being normal at all. <laughs> he's behaving in an unhinged way all the time, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you were trying to raise a problem, you would articulate it clearly, right? And, and he's not. that's not at all what he's doing, right? So even if, yes, there is really some genuine problem, under, underlying problem, right? I mean, it's, it's like you said, the way he executes it is, is completely retarded, right? Mm. And... Whoa, that word is cancelled now. He... Hey, it's like play, you said, play the YouTube game, bro, on your toes, please. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you said, the uh, the execution and the way Kanye executes his uh Not his, ideal. his voice, right? Highly it's, flawed. It's completely unhinged. And <laughs> the, see, you get forced into things. The, the, yeah, you see, there's like pillars of power here, man. Right. Invisible. Control, controlling me. Mm. I think being yeah, right? <laughs> your friend. Uh. Oh, I hate this, right? But being Kanye, like, his position, I think he has experienced a lot of like sometimes like betrayals or like he hasn't had an easy time with different people. La, easy time. Easy. <laughs> he haven't even had that with Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> so so one of the questions that was posed to him was that like, do you have a group of friends, a group of people you can call friends or people that you can trust mm. to help you with these circumstances, right? Because a lot of the time when I'm when I'm looking at, at him right now, right, like I see somebody that Maybe it's alone Lonely. in this, mm. in, in a lot of the fights mm. that, he, that he takes on, you know? And and it's very difficult when you don't have somebody that you can bounce off of and whatnot. Lah. I really need that group. Because eh. I, I think like, my head thinks of all the possibilities. Then I feel like I can't make a decision. So when I talk to people, then I slowly figure out what I really want eh, from it. I don't think I've... Every time I make my own decision, something goes wrong. Eh. Then I'll blame mm. <laughs> Oh no! I don't know. I'm just damn bad at making decisions for decisions for myself. What was the last wrong decision you made? Luna. Like for example, like in secondary school, right? Someone I'm damn easily influenced. Like someone can secondary just secondary school me. was the last time you made a decision. No, I just first, on a good first streak. off when I realized I can't make good decisions. Uh, so for beginning. example, someone just one person tell me NUS is the best university. I only applied for NUS, where my GPA was like. 3.7 right? I could have gone to other unis but I thought like oh yeah NUS best then I didn't get in because I only applied one thus have to go to private school and pay like a shit ton of money just for a stupid degree right but like from then on like every time I make a decision right <laughs> like I really need to counsel people to say okay is this stupid mm. like am I making the right choice like I just need to vocalize it out because when I just shut up and like think in my head right it's just like haywire that's why I actually like driving by myself, like driving home especially because I really get to talk to myself out loud without anyone judging me. Mm. Like I, I read this book, I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically, um, you know that sometimes when someone comes to you for a problem right, and then you, you speak to them, you're somehow a lot more rational mm. in solving yeah. someone else's problem than your mm. own. And it's because you, you can detach yourself from the problem. So you say, you, what do you want to do? I think you should consider this and this. And so the hack that this book came up with, right, they actually helped me until I forgot to use it in the last year or so. <laughs> it's actually when you talk to your own self, right, don't say what should I do. Say what should what do you want to do then? 
or what should Dan do? Like when you detach yourself from the problem, <laughs> you actually speak a little bit more rationally and you think a bit more rationally than emotionally. Right. Um, Sounds like a kink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do, Dan? <laughs> what do you want to do tonight, Dan? Yeah. But I agree with Alison. I feel like a lot of times I've, I've either stumbled upon a decision or made a lot of regrets in, right. in, in, in life. La. Or maybe that was a bad question. Maybe the question I want to ask is how do you find people? How do you trust someone? Mm. How do yeah. you find somebody you trust? You know, I feel like I feel like the person <laughs> needs to reach out to you. You know, like I I cannot. I feel too paisa to ask someone for help. Like even in the in the Kanye case, I think there was one time after the whole Kim thing, right? And he really went into a meltdown, like tweeting a lot of stuff and then deleting it. The person that actually came to help him and he actually seemed a little bit more normal was Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle flew all the way out to him, spent an entire weekend with him, and then actually he he came out and like I'm all good now. This is a very similar story with, with I think um Cara Delevingne and Margot Robbie. Because Cara Delevingne recently made, a, a, made quite a few questionable choices on live TV. Right. Yeah. And Margot like flew out to her. So. I think at the root is that people just need to be have humility. Right? You need to have humility. When you have humility, then you are always constantly seeking out alternative points of view because you know that you never really know everything. And this is something that a lot of people pay lip service to, right? Like, um, they will say like, yeah, yeah, I'm not the smartest in the world. But when push comes to shove in your workplace, with your loved ones, your family, you tend to do lean towards like, I know better than you, shut the fuck up. Mm. And so I think it's really this innate sense of humility. Just keep reminding yourself, you don't really know everything. Listen to what other people are saying, right? When I go onto Facebook, I see people like... Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, because my Facebook is full of like politics stuff, right? I always see these people arguing with each other. They all think that their points of view are correct. But they never really actually pay attention to what the other side says. It's, it, that's why it's so tribalistic, right? And also why it's such a waste of time uh, listening to what these people say. And also I think more than humility, like there's this like, try to like cultivate this like intellectual curiosity to like put aside your, uh, your your preconceived notions, your stereotypes, and keep reminding yourselves and keep questioning yourselves, which is very hard actually, right? Because you, you need to be in this constant state of like challenging yourself. It's like constantly jogging on the spot, so to speak, right? Hmm. Um, <sighs> hate running. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so these are just some like uh, platitudes I'm hmm. leaving. Very, very wild. That is very interesting. Uh, my pastor actually recently talked about <laughs> humility. No, he's been hammering on humility somehow. Yeah. And he's wow, talking about how... <laughs> <laughs> how like, when my pastor come on the show, then you say this to mm. yeah. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, uh, so pastor was talking about like that false humility mm. that you mentioned. Everyone like, has that, that, by the way, I yeah, feel. Yeah, that lip service. Mm. Or like, feeling like, oh, I am lower than everyone else. I'm like, like mm. trying to like put yourself yeah. down almost and then like believing but, that that is your advantage. But then he talks about how that is like false humility. La, and like what actual humility looks like mm. is like very different. Like it can look, it can even come off as arrogance to other people. Mm. Yeah, but then like understanding what that is. Yeah. He said he'll do a full summer. I'm inside the full story yet, but then... I thought it was an interesting point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you know how you know that people are never really um don't really have humility, right? Is when you insult them, you see what kinds of like comebacks they come with. Mm. Like you for, then? For, I'm giving you a, okay, just just to use an example, right? Let's say for example, um like we are all like Instagram influencers, we all have like followers, right? Hypothetically. Yeah. Nice. And then <laughs> 
you have more followers than me and I say like, hey, me? fuck, you're not doing, <laughs> you're not actually, you're not actually all that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't, like most people, I feel their instinctive response, right, is, hey, fuck, I have more than you, eh? who are we talking about? But that's not something an actual humble, humble person would say, right? They would just, uh, to an actual humble person, right, that would just slide off. Mm. You won't even feel the need to defend yourself. Mm. And I think- But what if they- are aware to the point where they can reverse it and play that role ironically. Yeah, I feel like JP is really good at that. <laughs> I mean, then, like, his comebacks are damn good. Yeah, I would want to be like person's friend if they are so like high level that you they can are. turn it into humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it can come off as arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> come to church. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, so thanks guys. Thanks you guys. Okay, thanks guys for watching. Uh, like, share, subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode. Comment down below whether you want John Bond to host more episodes. Yes, no! I need zero comments. <laughs> uh-huh. We here in the set talking about... Kanye West! <laughs> yeah, thank you. One. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.